I chopped off my hair, I quit my job, I might be going insane, but that's okay because you sometimes have to be a little bit delusional to get what you want in life, right? Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, my dear friends. Thank you for joining the Wellness Wave, where our number one priority is to make our bodies and the world a better place to live in. My name is Sarah, if you're new here, and if you're not, welcome back. I just made myself this absolutely divine toast with cucumber, feta, and Trader Joe's Greek goddess seasoning. So I'm going to eat this real quick because to be honest with you, I value my nourishment and sanity and sense of being alive more than recording this podcast episode in this particular moment. So I'll be right back. I also made myself this lovely matcha. I just used the rest of my Chamberlain matcha and it is all gone. Oh my god. That was scary. Why did I do that? Grab yourself a grounding beverage because we are about to get real today. In today's episode, I am going to share with you the number one habit that is depriving you of joy, keeping you from success, sucking you of your habits. And to be honest with you, what I'm about to say probably isn't going to surprise you. It may even make you feel like you want to click out of this video, but... If you stick with me through the end of this episode, it is going to give you an entirely new perspective, or not even necessarily new, but it is just going to reframe things for you and hopefully open your eyes, wake you up a little bit, shake you out of this trance that I know you are in because I have been in it too, and that is the trance of the impulsive, habitual, endless scroll on social media. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you need to throw your phone out the window or like down the toilet or something. That's not what we're talking about. What we are talking about is setting better boundaries with social media. And that means setting better boundaries with ourselves. Because raise your hand if you are guilty of this, where you will sit down to do some deep work, or you'll sit down to spend time with a family member or a friend. You'll maybe like watch a movie with a friend friend or family member or a loved one, or partner, whatever. And then somehow, some way, 30 minutes go by and you realize that your phone has been in your hand and you have been scrolling instead of being present in the moment. I'm not here to shame you for it, but I am here to help make you more aware of when you're doing this because let's put it into perspective, okay? And this is not intended to make you feel sick to your stomach. Again, we are just expanding the vision and creating more awareness if you spend let's see i wrote it down here because i calculated it 
If you spend four hours a day on your phone, which is honestly being really conservative, I dare you to go look at your screen time right now. Over the next 50 years, that is 73,000 hours, which is over eight years of your life. Oh my gosh. Think of all the amazing things that you could accomplish in that amount of time. Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours rule, which if you're watching this video, there's a good chance you've already heard of it, suggests that with 10,000 hours of intense practice, you can master a complex skill. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it than just simple practice. It depends on how you're practicing, what kind of mentors you have, all of that jazz. But the point is, with that amount of time, you can do so much and achieve so many things. You can really live. And this isn't even about being productive and reaching goals or getting projects done. It's really about just being present and enjoying your life. Because we are only given so much time here on this planet. Do you really want to blink? And then before you know it, 70 years have gone by and all you've done is stare at your phone. Or at least a good chunk of what you've done is stare at your phone. I've been reflecting on my social media usage a lot over the past month or two. I mean, probably for longer than that, but in particular in the past month or two. Because I've been feeling this really weird moral conflict with pursuing a career on social media. I mean, that's pretty much how I make my living right now is through social media. Especially now that I have quit one of my jobs, which I'm, you know there that's like a whole other episode that we can get into but because I quit my job and I've gone through this really big transformation this massive shift which I correlate with the element of fire it's a very swift it's very aggressive and intense and as a result whenever you go through a big shift whether it's a trauma or a realization about a change that you need to make we need to regulate the nervous system afterwards because right now, for me at least, I feel like I'm living in this new reality. It's unfamiliar territory to me. I need to settle in and ground myself into it. And that means I need to soothe myself. And soothing, that energy is correlated with the elements of water. And what does water do when you pour it into a container? It molds to the shape of the container that it's put in. So that being said, when we are in this soothing phase of these transformation cycles, we are particularly susceptible to molding to our circumstances and latching onto coping mechanisms that might not really be serving us, such as social media scrolling. We've gone through this kind of collective trauma over the past couple of years, right? Like, I don't have to list all of the things that have been happening to you. I mean, it's just, it's been a really intense period of transformation. And these, these cycles that happen, they occur on macro scales and on micro scales. So right now we're talking about on this macro scale of like global shifts. And that takes more time because it's on a larger scale. So as a result of going through all this, we're kind of collectively all in this soothing, needing to regulate the nervous system, tap into that parasympathetic state, we're in that period. And so because of that, a lot of us are picking up new habits. Those habits can be serving us, but they also may not be serving us. And one of those trends that I see, and I think a lot of you probably see as well, is that people are 
really more addicted to their screens than ever. And what that's doing is pulling us out of the moment. It's an escapism technique, if you want to call it that. But ultimately, it's keeping us trapped in that soothing part of the cycle instead of helping us move forward. And what happens when water sits still for too long and becomes trapped? It becomes the perfect breeding ground for disease and for like, you know, cesspool vibes, which we are not about here on the Wellness Wave podcast. So screw it back to this 10,000 hours idea. In that amount of time that you are spending scrolling on your silly little TikTok or adding hundreds of items to your Amazon account that, let's be honest, you are never going to buy, you could be mastering seven skills. What would your life look like if you mastered jujitsu, if you mastered gardening and uh, sustainable farming, if you mastered some sort of fashion design technique, if you mastered like literally anything. The phone is a tool and it can be helpful or it can be destructive. And when you are wasting all your time consumed by social media that is draining your energy, it is keeping you unfocused, you're being put into a box and it's limiting your options for all of these potential timelines to step into, which is kind of sad. If you're watching this video, if you're listening to just the audio version of this podcast, then you probably already have some goals that you would like to achieve. Or maybe you don't have goals at all because you spend so much time numbing yourself with social media. (laughs) But you want to have goals, and that's exciting. That's an amazing start. But let me know if you feel familiar with this experience of setting goals whether it's at the start of each month or the start of each week or if you set yourself new year's resolutions and you drop the ball on them a month in you find yourself never actually achieving the goals that you set for yourself something is just not adding up we're in july well technically it'll be august by the time you see this but that means we're a little bit over halfway through the year so now is the perfect time to reset and reestablish these goals that you have and look at what wasn't working over the past six or seven months or so so that you can shift accordingly. I know because I have personally experienced the frustration of spending days making vision boards and journaling and doing all these things that you think are going to set you up for success at the beginning of the year and then looking back and feeling this deep sense of disappointment in yourself because you have not done what you said you were going to do. But here's the beautiful thing. That disappointment, say goodbye to her because what matters is what you're doing right here, right now because the past is just, that's just potential energy. And yeah, if you've done some things in the past that can certainly help you in the future, it can help kind of convert you into that kinetic energy. You, you might have built that momentum already, but we all got to start somewhere. And what better time than now to get started? If you are feeling so emotionally exhausted and frustrated because you're putting in all this effort, working so hard, and you're still not seeing the results that you feel you should be seeing, rightfully so, you know, you're hustling all hours of the day, barely sleeping, which is another conversation. And meanwhile, you're on social media looking at all these other people's lives who, by the way, it's curated and it's not real. You're so confused by 
how these people seem to be doing everything. Like they have kids and they have full-time jobs and side hustles or they're in school and still somehow running a successful YouTube channel. Like that can be really overwhelming and discouraging to see that when you feel like you're doing everything and nothing is working. Now, obviously we cannot do everything. We have to make sacrifices. We have to pick and choose what we value. That's Mark Manson talks about this so much in his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. He talks about how you have to prioritize what you give a shit about. That's kind of the situation here. However, I bet you that you can get so much more done than you realize. And I don't want this to turn into um, a toxic productivity thing because it's not about that. It's about living in the moment and flowing steadily and slowly like a gentle stream instead of having these really intense peaks and crashes where you feel like, oh my God, am I like freaking bipolar because I have all this energy one day, I get all this work done, and then the next day I literally like can't get out of bed because I'm either so depressed or drained or like just anxious about everything. No, like nobody wants that. And you don't deserve that. Tell yourself that right now. Let's actually, yeah, say this right after me. Let's take a sip of that grounding beverage real quick. Or some water, if you have some water, because we got to stay hydrated. Mm. Okay. And repeat after me. I am worthy of stability. My body rewards me when I give it the rest that it's asking for. I listen to and honor my cycles so that I can flow through life with ease. And I am proud of the person that I am and am becoming. Okay, but so yeah, obviously we can't do everything. We have to make these sacrifices. We have to pick and choose where we want to expend our energy. But here's the thing. Scrolling on social media, while you might look at your screen time and say, oh, I've only been on my screen three hours today, only on social media three hours today, there's a good chance that it's actually sucking up more of your energy than the three hours worth you're giving it credit for. I saw this reel the other day that I felt was so appropriate. I'm gonna try and find it and insert it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Bingo. You get the message. I'm tired. It's no wonder that we're all so emotionally exhausted. Our nervous systems were not designed for this. 24-7 access to the internet is a direct attack on your nervous system. I'm not going to spend too much time getting into the neuroscience of it. If you want to learn all about the neuroscience, I recommend looking at Andrew Huberman. You know who he is, I'm sure. And if you don't, then you need to because he is a genius, genius, genius. And honestly, I feel like half of what I, <laughs> I feel like I reference him in every video these days. Okay, but like, it's not realistic again to throw your phone away and to get rid of social media. I'm not going to get rid of social media because... Again, it's literally my career. And I'm not telling you that you should either because I think social media offers us so much value and so many gifts. I love social media. I love all of the creativity that I'm exposed to through it, the connections that I've made. I love that it offers me a place of 
self-expression and to share my views and opinions with the world and hopefully make the world a better place. You can create this whole story and world through visuals, audio, graphics. I feel like I would not have the external facade that I do. I still think I would be who I am, but I don't think I would have my sense of style or my like interior design. There would be I would have I would have consumed so many less different kinds of foods and different kinds of meals. I mean, so many of the recipes that I get inspired to create are through the internet. I literally would not be in the healthy, loving, fulfilling relationship that I am in with my partner Patrick if it were not for social media because that's how we met through Instagram. He messaged me. It's a whole story. I'll have to give you guys the whole like romance and love story one day. You know, everyday people are having massive business success because of social media. I've met so many wonderful human beings through social media. So we're not we're, we're not throwing our phones in the trash here is what I'm saying. I'm not at least. But there are some steps that we can take to improve our relationship with our phones. And the first step is don't demonize it. I know that seems a little counterintuitive because I feel like I've spent half of this episode demonizing my phone and social media. But we are not demonizing social media here. We are simply looking at both sides of the coin. So we're not demonizing social media because... The more that we vilify something, the more challenging it becomes to have a healthy relationship with it. Think about a toxic ex. When you broke up with them, chances are that you saw them as the devil. You wanted nothing to do with them. It literally made your stomach hurt to think about them and think about while you were in the relationship with them. Like, but at the end, you probably had developed a lot of resentment towards them and had a lot of really negative feelings associated with the relationship. It's the same as if you were cutting something out of your diet because you saw it as really bad and evil, or not evil, but like it was going to make you fat. That makes it a lot more difficult to have a healthy and positive and empowering relationship with food. So as I've said already, social media is a tool. It is something that we can use to improve our health or to deteriorate our health. So I encourage you to take a second, pause this episode if you are in a place to do so, and pull out your journal, just write down a little free write on what your relationship with your social media and your phone is at this point in time. Write, you know, answer the question, how does social media make me feel? How do I feel when I set good boundaries with social media? Do I notice that I feel differently when I'm on my phone first thing in the morning or last thing before I go to sleep versus if I set aside time to really unwind or wake up in the morning. Just kind of free write about that. I think that that could be really helpful for you. I know it's been helpful for me. And while you're doing that, you can start reflecting on your social media habits, which is the second step of how we can cultivate these better boundaries. So think about when are you most likely to pick up your phone? How quickly do you pick up your phone after you get a notification? There's research that shows we get these really intense dopamine hits when our phone buzzes. It's like an addiction. It's a compulsion to pick it up. And when you start to pay attention to this, it is it will blow your mind how 
much of a, a physical reaction you actually get when there's some kind of notification popping up on your phone. For some of us, this may, may be associated with work or a relationship because not only are you getting the notification from the phone, but there's the potential of it being, you know, a, your boss is mad at you or your partner is angry with you or because your boss is mad at you or your partner is having some issues or like you have a crush and you want to get that really that rush of excitement from them reaching out to you at this point we don't necessarily need to make any drastic changes we just need to start becoming mindful and aware of when we are giving in to this compulsion and that on its own is going to help you slowly make this transition into better habits I then suggest that you make mindless scrolling really inconvenient for you. I've been loving the Opal app. Opal, if you see this, sponsor me. But it allows you to block certain apps throughout the day and set focus sessions so that you can't access your phone. Of course, you can get out of them. You can take a break. You can leave early. Um... And you can set like default apps. So like for your work hours, if there are certain apps that you need to access, then you can set it so that you can get into those apps. But then, for example, one of my blocks that I have is um, my morning intentions, which is every day until 9 a.m. And I have all my social media apps blocked, but I still allow myself to go on Spotify or YouTube if I want to do some kind of meditation or like Headspace, for example. I've also got a Sunday reset on here, which blocks everything for the whole day. I am not always the best about sticking to it, but when I do, it's amazing. It's great. And it just keeps a very detailed log of which apps you're using and for how long. And you can go throughout the week and see what your score is. So like Monday, last Monday... I had a 9.3 out of 10, which is deep focus. Then on Tuesday, I had a 6 out of 10, which is low focus. Thursday was rough. I had a 4.6 that day. But you get the point. There's a lot of interesting details that you can find. I by far spend the most amount of time on Instagram, which is, you know is what it is the opal app does cost money so if that's not something you feel like you can invest in right now there are plenty of other ways to work around this if you're out at a coffee shop put your phone in a bag i considered making uh what i want was going to call a boundary box for a while i still might do that i just wanted to get a little wooden box from hobby lobby and mod podge different images that inspire me around the outside so that i can remember that when i'm putting my phone in that box it is with the the ultimate goal of achieving those visions and seeing that success and the cool thing is that a lot of what those visions entail you can embody in the present moment like if i want a sense of freedom i can do a visualization and sit here and be free but I can't necessarily do that if I'm scrolling on TikTok for 30 minutes without taking a breath <laughs> put your phone on the other side of the room set timers for yourself I love the Pomodoro technique that's something that I use when I'm trying to do deep work there's a lot of YouTube resources out there 
um, that you can just work with somebody and there'll be some nice lo-fi music playing in the background. You've got the timer. You could also put yourself in situations where in which it is just rude to be on your phone. Spend more time with people and turn your phone on airplane mode. Don't be afraid to do that. Like people will survive if you don't respond to them for an hour or two. And if you are in a situation where that's not possible, then maybe you need to reevaluate the situation or speak with whoever needs to contact you and set some better boundaries with them because it's really not healthy to have that kind of attachment to a screen. You know what I'm saying? Think about when iPhones weren't a thing and it was just landlines and there would be times when you wouldn't be able to come to the phone because you just weren't at home. Sure, it's convenient to be able to contact anybody anywhere at the click of a button, but that doesn't make it healthy. I feel like I didn't say that much in this episode that is complete news to you. You've probably heard about the studies and watched the documentaries. Like, what was that one about Facebook? The... Hmm, I don't know. I'm blanking, but if you remember what it is, let me know in the comments because that documentary was effed up. My goal with the majority of my content is not necessarily to educate you, although that is an added bonus, but it's more so to remind you of the things that you already know in a way that hopefully clicks a bit more so that you feel inspired to take aligned action to be an active participant in your growth because your circumstances, like the universe, God, chaos, entropy, whatever you want to call it, even if it's just this connection to everything, like you're going to be forced to grow whether you want to or not. So you might as well get on board with it. These growing pains are uncomfortable. They are not always the easiest. That's why it's important that we learn how to move with them, to flow with them, to walk along the path instead of letting yourself get dragged in the dust. That reminds me of this story from when I got dragged around by a horse when I was in elementary school. But that's a story for another time. There's always going to be a delicate balance between taking control and releasing it. But when it comes to social media, I really encourage you to Make an effort to take a little bit more control over that part of your life. Because if you don't control your relationship to social media, then social media is going to control you. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but I want to live. I want to feel joyful. I want to feel lit up and inspired by the world around me. And you can't do that if your screen is buried in your phone. Every time I'm in a beautiful place and taking pictures or photos, I'm sure you can relate to this. Like, There's just this feeling of like, The phone and the camera cannot capture this beauty. And that's how everything in our lives is. So if you're a content creator, if you spend a lot of time on social media for a living, keep all of this in mind. Whenever I spend time out creating content, I really make an effort to find an intentional moments even if it's just a few moments to really be truly fully present to tap into all of my senses I feel like that really makes an experience just so much more impactful and with that I am going to leave you I've got some really exciting plans for the next few weeks now that I have quit my job more to come on that I hope that you have a spectacular thrilling fulfilling rest of your week and i will chat with you guys in the next one bye 
Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.